Hallelujah. 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 Can you do me a favor? Out of this wonderful conference in Deborah Generation, but I just need you to look at someone, whether you have a mask on or not, and tell them, Hallelujah is not a suggestion. Okay, now, so hallelujah. Glory to the true and living God. We thank God. How beautiful and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Why? There the Lord commanded the blessing. Amen. And it's a blessing to be able to behold such beautiful faces in this beautiful space that is anointed and appointed for this time and hour. We thank God for Pastor Kofo and for Deborah Generation. It's doing a great and an awesome work. She's been chugging along and amen. And this is, I believe, year five that Deborah Generation has been birthed. And this uh, season, the Lord appointed her to call on these powerhouse women of God. It's my pleasure and an honor and a privilege to bring up first my big sis in the Lord in the person of Elder Ivy Caldwell. Elder Ivy Caldwell is a wife of 28 years, y'all. A mother of four young adult men. A grandmother of 10, believe it or not. Although she looked like a young adult herself. <laughs> a 15 times plus author, speaker, and certified transformation life coach. She is a chaplain and a Christian counselor. She has her Bachelor of Arts degree in theology and is a staple in the house of the Lord located at none other than my home, Church Faith Hope and Charity Worship Center, under the leadership and tutelage of our presiding prelate, Dr. John Crocker, and our eagle-eyed shepherd mother, Pastor Teresa T. Crocker. She served under her leader's direction for over 28 years in the following functions. As adjutant to Pastor Crocker, the founder of the Be Connected Ministry, which has served to make monthly contacts with new disciples, She's assisted in training the ministerial staff and elders. Elder Caldwell assists with the Women of Wisdom in War Life Sessions and is divinely empowered and certified to teach, train, and train adults in, and youth to become disciples and warriors for Christ. Her genuine love and compassion for the youth enables her to reach the youth through the avenue of her weekly discipleship class, which encompasses what it truly means to be a disciple of Christ a discipled one or disciplined one. She has served in just about every ministry that there is at our church. Ivy is the founder of Footprint Enterprises, which is a faith-based organization serving within a mission to bring healing to the people through hope. With her famous five-step action plan, coupled with other strategies in the emotional healing course, you'll be equipped to be completely free from pain. It's time in the words of Elder Caldwell, to break free from every bit of emotional trauma that's been, you've been carrying rather all these years. Her newly uh, found passion is found in her TV station, that's right, her new TV show rather, and it is called A New You Transformative Ministries TV Show. It is aired on Rethink TV, by way of Roku TV and Apple Fire TV. You can also enjoy her podcast, Stepping Into a New You. Her famous pa passage of scripture is Romans 6 and 1 and verse 2, 
What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Once you put your hands together all over the place as she graces this sacred space for the person of Elder Ivy Caldwell. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Glory to the true and living God. I give glory and honor to the angels of this house on this evening. God bless you. I thank you for the opportunity to be here on this evening, giving honor and uh, praise to my, uh, my bishop, uh, John Cracker, and my pastor, Teresa Cracker. God bless you. I love you guys. I'm going to get right in it, I'm going to hit it, and I'm going to quit it. All right. All right, here we go. I'm coming from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And for a theme on today, I'm going to be using called out of the darkness of abuse. I have been called out of darkness of abuse to proclaim the praise of him who has chosen me to share his light with others. When you are in a dark place, you can't see what is in front of you. You are scared to move forward. You're scared to move backwards. You're scared to make a turn. You make small steps in case you may run into something or stump your toe. You stand there in darkness contemplating your move or your next step, but you must stay safe while stepping because you don't want to hurt yourself. You are not sure which way to go. There are some today who are in darkness, but in their soul. Do I dare share how I really feel or what has happened to me? Oh no, I'm gonna retreat back into the darkness. But God is calling you to the light. I will continue to push it down. I'm gonna stay in this place of comfortable place of dysfunction instead of exposing it. It will hurt too much and I don't want to feel that pain. In order to come out of the darkness, we must come into the light. We must shed light of God's word on our situations and on our abuse, whatever it is. Today, I'm talking about abuse. I must shed the light on those dark places that I have kept secret for so long so I can be free from the snares of the enemy. There are times that we hide our abuse due to fear, shame, guilt, instead of exposing it. If you remain in that silent place, you are just as guilty 
as the one who harmed you. You already know that they aren't going to say anything. You know that. But it becomes your responsibility to open up your mouth and expose it. Are you covering up the pedophile? You know about it, but you refuse to say anything. You care more about your feelings, protecting the family image, the defunction, the general, generational curse on the bloodline than the innocence of the children. You are in a silent agreement with darkness instead of bringing it to the light and exposing it. You must expose it. Bring it to the light so you can get your deliverance. I have been chosen by God to declare you must expose your truth in order to be free. I proclaim the praises of God that he will set you absolutely free if you want it. You can come out of darkness into the marvelous light. You can come out of the darkness of childhood trauma. You may be saved and you think, that is it. I'm okay. But turn to your neighbor and tell them, if you have experienced trauma, you must expose it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Let's look at how this abuse begins. It usually starts in the childhood, and we continue to carry it into our adulthood. Here are some examples of adverse childhood experiences. Economic hardship. Starting with the most common example, the majority of children and families that are unable to afford food or appropriate housing are affected by adverse experiences. Not being able to have food, clothing, and shelter leaves a child on edge. Homelessness, going from home to home, shelter to shelter, they grow up insecure because they have no security. Verbal abuse. Children exposed to verbal abuse live in constant state of fear and hyper-awareness. They have no esteem about themselves because they are constantly torn down by the one who is supposed to love them. Constantly belittling, belittling them, calling a child out of their name, cursing them out, and it's possible to grow up in this type of environment and to think it's normal. It's possible. Physical abuse. The word says do not spare the rod, the rod of correction will drive foolishness far from you, but there are some that take the spanking or the whoopings to the extreme. But what they are really doing is taking out their anger on the child. When you see bruises and black eyes and broken bones and etc., that's a problem. The child has to lie for the parent. Teaching your child how to lie. Or the child may not look at you in the eye when you ask them, how did that happen? 
Are you okay? They won't look at you. Pay attention to their actions. Sexual abuse. Tampering with a child, taking away their innocence. No adult has a right or no business to sexually abuse a child. In most cases, the adult was violated as a child and didn't deal with their own childhood trauma. Or they have a spirit of perversion. You have family members in the home violating children and no one will speak up. The child grows up drinking and using drugs to dull the pain, only to realize the pain is constant. They have lost their voice. Today, you have parents who sell their children and use their children in this way. I found out this past year that in my family, I have an uncle who has molested a few of his nieces. Nobody spoke up. Incest in my family. Mental issues, drug addiction, and all of this stuff goes way back. And it's just carrying down from generation to generation. But someone has to speak up. Teach your children that they have safe zones and no one should touch them inappropriately or to make them feel uncomfortable. Our children should be able to come and talk to us about any and everything. Mental abuse, playing mind games with the child, making the child think everything is their fault, a child walking around feeling guilty and fear as if they can't do anything right, telling a child, well, you'll be taken away if you tell, or I'll be taken away, manipulating a child, and the child loves their parents in most cases, no matter how bad they treat them. Divorce and separation. The child believes they did something wrong to make the parent leave and they blame themselves. They have to deal with rejection, abandonment, feeling unloved. Then the mental and emotional abuse begins with the children like they are pawns in a game. Living with a family member who abuses drugs or alcohol. I can remember as a little girl that one of my brothers uh, dad, he was drunk. I don't remember what he was doing, but all I do remember is that my mom picked up a glass lamp and she hit him on the arm with it. Bust his arm wide open and blood is gushing out all over the floor, a puddle of blood. And the EMT said the fact that he was drinking, that saved his life. Children deal with this type of trauma every day. A child in this type of home has to deal with mood swings, lack of food, arguing, an atmosphere of the unknown. You just don't know when something traumatic will begin to happen. The child walks around on eggshells, never able to relax, to be comfortable, to feel secure. They become people pleasers thinking that if they are good, everything will get better. They in turn take on the responsibility that it's their fault. A family member incarcerated, unable to support the children. 
The parent is unable to support the child and someone takes them to visit. Now, I am sure this child has many questions as to why my parent is not home. I can only imagine the sadness on that child or a spirit of heaviness, emotional abuse and neglect. The parents or parent are incapable of showing love or giving it. They don't know how to give a kiss, a hug, show affection with a loving touch. They are unable to say, I love you. And they are emotionally unattached from their child. They didn't receive it as a child, so they don't know how to give it. But that's no excuse, because you can learn to love your child properly. Children need to be touched in a pure and safe way. Spending that quality time with them. It's not all about giving them things, but you don't give them you. Make time for your children before the enemy does. A mother being violently treated, that domestic abuse. Children live with fear when the mom is in an abusive relationship. A son will try to defend his mother only to be knocked down or hurt. There are cases where the son desire no longer to be a man. He pretends to be a female. No matter how much makeup you put on, wig you put on, operations you have, you are born a man, you're gonna always be a man. Your DNA says so. Then you have some girls who grow up in an abusive home. And they're so turned away from a man that they want to go to the woman. I know someone like that. She grew up in a home where her mother was beaten. And to this day, she takes hormones. She has a full beard. Her whole disposition is a man. All because of she did not deal with her childhood trauma. Someone with severe mental illness. I think about when I was growing up and you know how in your family you would have someone who maybe was slow or mentally challenged. And they're always needing help and direction. But the family usually laughed at them. You know, that's Uncle Joe or Aunt Bessie. You know, just leave them alone. Don't mess with them. You know, they'll be all right. They would talk to themselves and hear voices. And we would think that was funny. I can just imagine them sitting here rocking in a chair with no peace in their mind. Sitting there talking to themselves. Something happened to them and they did not expose it. So they sit there with that trauma and unable to cope with life. Someone chronically depressed. I imagine a child wanting to play all the time. There's an adult in the home who is lifeless. They sleep all of the time. They don't smile, no get up and go. They have no hope. That child can irritate them because they are smiling and wanting that attention. The atmosphere in the home is cold and dark. Someone's suicidal. A child is in a home on the edge, living on the edge. 
They are living with someone who does not want to live. And a child will take on that responsibility. Should I go in the room? Should I sleep with them? Maybe I could stay up and watch them so they don't try to kill themselves. But in yet there is a spirit of death lingering over that bloodline. It didn't just start right there. There's an open door somewhere in that bloodline. Do your research on the family lineage. Lineage. Dig up those family secrets and stop quietly passing them down generation from generation. Yes, I know we're no longer under the curse, but what about those unsaved family members? We all got them. They're still under the curse. All of these types of abuse leads to chronic emotional abuse. The child is just left to fend for themselves. And if you are the oldest, you become the mother or the father. You are responsible for the siblings instead of being a child. There are adults walking around who have not faced their demons of the past. We have adults walking around blaming their parents, walking around blaming whoever they want. They haven't confronted, processed, and healed from what they've been through. We have adults right now saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost who refuse to confront their past. The devil wants you to stay right there, stuck, blaming everyone else instead of accepting responsibility for your own actions to get your healing. You can't heal from what you don't acknowledge. We can talk around it, skip around it, or don't talk about it, but it's still there until you bring it to the light and expose it. In order to uproot it, you have to dig it up. When you think about pulling a plant out of the ground, those roots, it's dirty, it's messy. But you got to pull it up and dig it up. We can't grow. You can't go forward and you can't go forth until you uproot it, confront it, and dig it up and get healed on today. I have exposed my childhood trauma. And I am here today to let you know you must expose your truth and let your healing process begin. I am an overcomer of sexual abuse. I was sexually abused on my ninth birthday. Held it to myself for years. Maybe over 30 years. That is too long to hold onto a secret. And your child does not get the help that they need shame on the parent and you know it's going on have mercy Lord I am an overcomer of sexual abuse I am glad that Jesus took all the shame the guilt the condemnation onto the cross I do not have to carry it. It's too heavy to bear. Jesus is my burden bearer. I stand before you today to say I have been delivered from myself 
and other people's opinion about my past. We know that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and more abundantly. Jesus has set me absolutely free, and he can do the same for you. If you don't exhale, it's just lying dormant in you. It's not going anywhere until you expose it. You can ignore it all day long. But it's not going nowhere until you do so. All that unforgiveness, the anger, the bitterness is slowly eating at you on the inside. Our children have so much to deal with today. In school with their peers, the pressures of society, social media, and wanting to fit in. Children, you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. And don't you let anyone call you out of your name. Don't answer to it. They also have a lot to deal with in the home and no one to turn to. They have no one to talk to. Don't you dare tell the family business. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The abuse, for the most part, is due to the adults who have not confronted their own issues. And it carries over to those babies. Babies are my passion. I'm sorry. I don't sound like I'm getting angry up here, but you've got to protect the children. That's your job as a parent, as a guardian. Parents, it's so important to speak life to your children Build them up because you are their first role model. Parents, do you want your child, your children, to grow up just like you? Parents, it's your job to protect. Provide and teach your children in the right way to go. And be living examples before them. Because we all are a royal priesthood and a chosen generation. We all have been called out of darkness of that abuse. You do not have to carry it. God has called you out of the darkness of abuse. So now, let's shed some light on it so you can praise your heavenly Father in freedom. Amen. I